everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. This is Jen, your mom, joined as always by Jared Dad. Hi. We're doing a very interesting thing tonight. Dad is at his house, and I am at my house with the dogs, and we're recording a podcast anyway, so we've never done this before. Usually we sit right next to each other, and instead we're recording separately, and I'm going to edit us together. Miracle of modern technology, it's if it works. It's pretty great. If it works. <laughs> it's going to work great. Mm. I am an expert. Uh, GR Dad, just you know, Queso has just come over and she's wagging her tail and going like, you're doing a podcast, but where's GR Dad? Oh, So you're missed. I am missing them and you. Indeed. You're the fifth side. <laughs> uh, so what are we going to talk about this week? I don't, we don't have a cocktail of the week because we're not together. Oh, crap. We, uh, we were going to do the White Russian though, so we yes. could do that. You make yourself White Russian later maybe. Yep. White Russian is vodka, Kahlua, and cream, or milk, and uh, they're the drink of choice in the Big Lebowski, so if you're just feeling like the dude abides, you can have a White Russian. I think it's a bit rich, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I always make mine with milk. I think the cream gets like a little too much. I, I think it tends to be like kind of a milkshake with vodka in it. Oh, yeah. I, and I've told your dad this, when I like was just starting to drink a little bit because I didn't drink at all like when I was in college uh I was having a hard time finding stuff that I liked because you know I didn't have a taste for it and uh I would just drink Kahlua and milk which was great it's like grown-up chocolate milk it's very tasty and easy to drink even if you're not super into alcohol the thought of drinking as many as the dude does in the big lebowski kind of makes me sick to my stomach yeah and he has really crappy ones too with like powdered creamer i in don't there. know it's man gross. <laughs> sure anyway uh yeah that. that's a good and it's a good kind of christmasy drink because there's often kalu around at the holidays so you can just put some vodka in there if you just do kalu and vodka that's a black russian and if you put in a splash of creamer milk that's a white russian so there you go cocktail of the week it's a it's a holiday-ish drink i suppose i i i there, if there's an occasion, I guess I would drink one, but uh, I'm not wholeheartedly recommending this one. Yeah, I, I like it. Every time I talk about it, I go, hmm, that would actually be pretty good. So maybe <laughs> I'll have one yeah, of but those It's more tonight. of a dessert than a drink. Yeah. So we actually haven't talked about what we're going to talk about on the podcast, uh, but we are getting ready to take our epic road trip down to the Keys I think we're just going to do dog updates, like each dog, or did we just do that? We did that a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Everybody's the same as they were a couple of weeks ago. And we talk about um, adopting out Muto. Yeah, we, we should do that, because uh, we sort of, everyone knows that it happened, but we didn't talk about it too much. So let's do that. Okay. I'd so, like permission to vent a little bit. Go ahead. Permission granted. Thank you. Uh so, you know, I was re-listening to our podcast when we brought Gozer in, and I'm like, I totally did say on there that, like, the reason that we took her was because she was, like, being transported from West Virginia to the D.C. area. There wasn't a foster home lined up, and so we said we'd kind of take her till they could find one. The plan was never to keep her even for two weeks because we're going to Florida, and uh, so we were just kind of short-term fostering until they could find one. And then everyone's like, oh, you totally should keep her. Oh, I can't believe you're not keeping her. Why aren't you keeping her? Oh, I'm so sad that she's gone. It hurts my heart that you've given her to another foster home. And like, 
I understand that she's cute in the pictures, but I gotta say that after like the 50th message about how sad it was that she was going to another foster home and how it was like probably really upsetting for her because she's being moved around so much, like I kind of flipped over and started getting, let's say, irritated (laughs) at the comments because like, I don't know, it's it's interesting. Like, it's weird having dogs that are famous on the internet, right? Like, we get recognized places sometimes, which is still very strange for both of us. I don't know. Do we tell the story about you at the grocery store? No. No. I was at uh, local Wegmans here and putting my groceries in my car. Um, and somebody drove by and, and said, say hello to Kezo for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the, with you, with him for this. No, so by the time I, I it registered that that was what had been said. I mean, they were gone. They were gone, and I had no uh, quip to come up with or any <laughs> good response. Um, I was just kind of left there, looking into the distance, feeling a little foolish. But it was, <laughs> I mean, it was nice, but but strange, but nice. Yeah, you know, that's right. And we were recognized at the airport together and on planes. And I get it sometimes just walking down the street, and it's like super nice. Everyone has always been super nice, and it like makes me feel like weirdly famous. And everyone's so nice, but it's also strange to be recognized like from being famous on the internet or having dogs that are famous on the internet (laughs) right that's more like it yeah and so uh, so that has always been like weird but like totally fine and like i'm always super happy to talk to people who like recognize us from the dogs like i think it's great and i love to talk to them but like this week when everyone is like you totally should keep her like it makes me sad that you're not keeping her i'm i felt like like a weird kind of celebrity in a different bad way where it's like, if you're saying that, you don't, like, oh, I'm just here for entertainment, right? That's sort of what I felt like. Like, it was more entertaining for you if I have six dogs, because they look cute in a picture, as opposed to, like, oh, you're getting this glimpse inside, like, my actual life, where, like, we have five dogs that need a whole bunch of attention and medical care and, like, tending to. Love. and. And love, and we don't have enough of it when there's six dogs here. Like, we are not serving any of the dogs to the extent that they need when we have six dogs. Yeah, I mean, if you We're, if you want us to have a six dog, you're kind of taking something away from Hopper and from Vinkman and from Queso. Yeah, and like we've said that, and so going like, oh, you should have kept her. It's kind of like, I know that you're saying, like, people who are saying that are saying it because, like, oh, the pictures are cute. Or they're like, oh, she's settled in well. And it's like, I mean, yeah, like, she totally sits there when I hold a snack <laughs> for a picture. Uh, Vink second. did not like Gozer at all. Like, they didn't fight. But Vink would make little snarly faces at her. Like, they were actively avoiding each other. Uh, it's like, it was very stressful for everyone involved. And, like, she totally, I mean, she was a super nice dog. Like, we loved her. But she didn't fit in. Like, it definitely wasn't like, oh, now the GR household is complete because, like, Gozer's there. No, man. Like, she kind of screwed stuff up. Not because of anything with her. Just, like, <laughs> you know, she she was fine and, like, being a good dog. But, like, the dynamic was not great. And uh, so it was just, it was weird to have people going, like, oh, I really wish you would do this thing. Just because, like, I like the pictures better with six dogs and not because, like, it 
actually seems like it would be good for you, right? It kind of made me feel like, like you kind of like hope, oh, it would be really cool if this celebrity did this thing because like that would be entertaining for me with no regard to like if they actually wanted to do that thing. That's sort of how I felt this week, like celebrity in a bad way. Like people just want a thing. Do you know what I mean? I do. And and you definitely should vent about that. I think I've observed that, like, for every person who writes that, it's not, they only write it once. They don't realize they're they're a part of a flood of those things, right? But they they have this thought, and they're like, yeah, oh, that's this true. Would, this would be nice. They don't realize that, in effect, like they're the five hundredth person telling you that, and and you're just like, oh, I'm stealing myself for the five hundred first person to say it again, too. That, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like men telling me to smile. Yeah, you look yeah. better. <laughs> No, I'm not doing it. I'm no, I know. It. You you know so much better than to say that to any woman. I but can. yeah, it's like okay. if it were just one dude in my whole life who had told me to smile, it wouldn't be irritating. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And I mean, I'm like not actually really irritated at those people. I'm more just kind of like irritated. Yeah. at like this flood of comments about like, oh, she fit in so well. I really wish you had kept her. It's so sad that she's moving. And uh, it's like, no, man, it's not. Like, she did not fit in. It's not sad that she's moving. It is better for everyone that she's doing the thing that was entirely the plan the whole time. And I'm sorry that the pictures will be slightly less entertaining with only five dogs. I don't know. Yeah. Just I mean, it's, a it's, a, it's, the, it's the medium, too, right? I mean, the, 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 the Instagram and the Twitter feeds are just snapshots, right? There's a lot of stuff in between that's kind of messy and tedious and and destructive and and hard um yeah the snaps don't feature the frustrating parts of every day it's hard to it's hard to show that she's actually not fitting in that well right and we don't we don't want to be negative but but the dynamic with queso was was fine and and there was she did fit in and the dynamic with with uh when jasmine and maggie Maggie schmiegel came the dynamic was good and you can sense that but it doesn't translate into the feed or the Twitter or the Instagram, right? And and for the same reason, sort of in the opposite, uh, you know, the Muto didn't didn't really fit in. She she was doing her own thing and she was super excited and happy about it, but but the, the dynamic somehow was a little bit off. Yeah, and like it wasn't with Sizzle. Sizzle did fit oh, in just sizzle. fine. It oh, still was too sizzle. many dogs. Right? <laughs> oh like, my sizzle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like we could tell, especially like, you know, towards the end of the second week she was here, like were really depriving, you know, especially like Maggie and Jasmine and Queso, uh, who, you know, all need tend- emotional tending to in different ways. Like, we're not giving them the attention that they need. They're coming to us asking for more attention because it was too divided with six dogs. But Sizzle fit in. Great. Yeah, that was, you know? that, that's right. Both things, things are true. She, she fit in, and I think the dynamic was good, um, but it just shows the limitations of what two people can do. Uh, yeah. can can give. I mean, we're we're just there's only four arms and you know two faces, and there's only so much we can give. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I think part of it also is that like we've we've done a good job in these last couple of years, like cultivating this corner of the internet that's all kind of like positivity and supportive, and Very it's nice great. People. And like this was people low-key criticizing the decision to send her to another foster home and and there were lots of comments and most of them weren't like that right it's not like everyone was saying this but like there were dozens and uh you know it was no one was like this is a bad thing that you did and i think you've really screwed up 
but it was sort of passive like oh, it's really too bad that you had to do that and make her life harder by sending her to yet another foster home because it really looked like she fit in and it would have been nice if she could have stayed with you guys. It's like, I hear what you're doing and I understand that that's criticism and usually that is not part of our little world. Occasionally someone creeps in and criticizes and I block them. Right? They're like, oh, your dogs are fat. And I'm like, cool, blocked. Yeah. Right? And And this is like, you know, I wouldn't block anyone over this stuff, but it was like, you know, I'm not there for people to judge the kind of way that we handle fostering dogs who need fostering. Like, I don't know. Like, we yeah. didn't do anything bad and then to get, like, criticism for it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, we are, we are making her life better. We can't make it perfect. Right. But, and I mean, but, it wouldn't be if she be had it. stayed with us, right? I mean, that's the thing. Right. Like, right, we're right. topped out on dogs. Like, if she stayed here, she needed way, way more attention than we could give her. Right? Like, she needed a lot of training and attention and love and patience. Yep. And as we had plenty of patience, but like, we, you know, she's a dog that, like, if I just had her or her and one other dog, I'd be spending an hour outside with her every day, like, working on commands and training and boundaries and all this stuff that would, like, make her way happier. And I can't do that with six dogs. So it's like, if she had stayed with us, it would have been a suboptimal situation for her because we wouldn't have had the time to do the things that she needed. Right. So. Right. But but we made her life better by fostering her for a couple of weeks. So... That's, yes, that's, that's way it, better right? than her like going into boarding somewhere and, and, for and a week while we waited for a foster home. Yeah, and it, and it's just I mean this is this is sort of human nature, right? When people people wish the perfect, but that doesn't mean you should criticize the the better. What is it? Yeah, don't, don't make the but there's not the, the, the we weren't the a perfect the is the thing, right? No, no, that's right. But that's the. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. Even even the solution of, of like oh, they would. Oh, it would be great if she yeah, had stayed with you. Like actually wouldn't have. Yeah. Like that would not have been perfect because like every like all of our dogs and her would not have been getting what they needed then. Right. So I guess it's perfect for them because <laughs> <laughs> they get to see this cute dog. Uh, but, you know, it's not actually wanting what's best for any of the dogs. It's interesting that the. Uh, those who felt that way about Sizzle now can follow her on the internet still. Yeah. You don't lose Sizzle. Man. If, can you imagine, like, if all other 15 dogs that we had fostered had been, like, fostered on the internet, that we would have created an empire of, <laughs> of dogs with Twitter accounts. It would have been half the internet, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right, my rant is over. But, uh, you know, some people may have noticed, if I did not like your post, it's because your post came in the flood of slightly irritating posts usually i like everybody's comments like i like they're all good everything that people say to us because they're much. all good <laughs> i read all the comments they're all usually yeah good and uh and you get a like don't be surprised if you get a like for me because i read everything and i like pretty much everything and so then i give it a like i know i like uh, it when you like my my comments i makes yeah, me well, feel i love smart. all your comments baby. makes me feel smart and you're smart uh-huh thank you yeah you're welcome <laughs> Uh, so if you didn't get a like because of your gozer comment, take it back. No, you don't have to. <laughs> it's fine. I'm I'm fine. Uh, salty, but it was, very salty. You know, it was like a 24 hours of a finals week and a whole bunch of other stuff going on, and uh, and then just like 
people low-key criticizing us i was i was not having it so and didn't the, get a like yeah the logistics of of the process were tough and it was a lot of a lot more difficult than it could have been yeah everything has been for the last couple weeks so yeah anyway all right ranting finished uh <laughs> So yeah, this is going to be the last podcast before we head down to the Keys. And I know we've done a thing on like road tripping with dogs before, but maybe we could talk like a little bit just about our awesome process of road tripping. I mean, if it's as good as it was last time, it's going to be awesome. Cause we, we go we in a caravan. It. We um, nailed it. For those of you who didn't listen to the podcast about our road trips, we can't fit all the dogs and two humans in a car. We can't really fit all the dogs and one human in a car. I've tried it. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, so we take two cars down to the Keys, both of our Jeeps in a little caravan. And uh, Hopper has to ride with GR Dad because she's obsessed with him. <laughs> and uh, and so we usually put Hops and Vink in his car. And then Queso and Maggie and Jasmine in mine. Though this year, maybe... I'll take... The thing is, we don't want to separate Maggie and Jasmine. Yeah. And then... Queso doesn't like riding in the cargo space. So she wants to ride in the back seat. Venkman could be... Oh, that puts Hopper in the passenger seat. <laughs> this is just this what is she the wants. Problem. We, like, Venk and Queso would be great together in the back seat. But then Hopper would have to ride in the cargo area. So she would not be able to slowly crawl forward into the front seat with GR Dad, which Whoa. she likes to do and he allows. Not even that slow. But I mean, but she just wants to sit on the front seat. She could sit in the front seat. <laughs> That's terrible. It is terrible. I have a stick too, so she'd be knocking yeah, the oh thing my God. out of gear. You would crash and die. 14 that. Oh, it just decelerates real quickly when it's knocked out of gear. <laughs> Me. <laughs> and then she's so like, oh, who knows, not gonna who knows what we're going to do? Yeah. I guess that the problem also was that our front seats were full of stuff last time. There wouldn't have been room for any dogs. I, I've tried it. I mean, I've, when I've had to drive all five, I've tried putting one in the front seat, and it doesn't work. It works for like half an hour. It doesn't work for 17 hours of driving. Yeah. They can't. I mean, Hops can't get comfortable anywhere, but she wouldn't get comfortable there. She'd, she'd be creeping on over for no, one No, there's not enough room, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it, for a 20-minute drive, like, a dog can sit there, they can sit on your lap, but they... They can't really lay down comfortably. It just doesn't work. So, yeah. Hmm. We may it's end up dangerous. doing the same thing we did last time, except maybe uh, queso in the back seat instead of the backpack. But then you've separated. Oh, I see. I mean, problem. yeah, like Maggie and Jasmine could hang together in the back. Like they're okay being close to each other. So we'll have to see. We may have to separate out uh, uh, and Hopper, and, Hopper and Vink. No. Oh, yeah, we could. That might allow a different combination. I, I can't do the, the calculus right now. Anyway, yeah. So we're going to caravan down there. We're going to drive it in three days. So they're each about six hours. And uh, we go to South Carolina. And then we go to Vero Beach. And then we go to our house. And we found awesome. Airbnbs that allow pets and have fenced backyards. So it's logistically quite easy to spend the night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're going back to the cabin in South Carolina, which I know I've mentioned recently. Uh, which is going to be great. And then a uh, place we haven't been before in Vero Beach, but looks really nice. And then our house, which doesn't have a fence yet. Uh, we have a permit waiting to put the fence in. So we're going to have like a chicken wire <laughs> fenced off, like super ratchet section for, for the dogs. Not for video consumption. <laughs> no, it's going to be, but you know, better that than them wandering away. They were on, you know, a place with absolutely no traffic, but still don't want them to wander off. So You'll get all kinds of interesting snaps as we get the house set up. 
once we get down there. Uh, we're driving next weekend, so it should be exciting times. Very yeah. interesting snacks. That's another thing about Gozer. She was a, a, a darter and a runner. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to, like, slam the door onto GR Dad several times because we'd be, like, coming in the house. I'd be and applying the normal rules, and it takes, you know, queso five minutes to get three feet to the door. But uh, Gozer, Gozer was, was, like, there instant. trying to be her little snake self and get through. Yeah. And so GR Dad's walking in, and I'm, like, pushing the door on him. And he's like, why are you being such a jerk? I'm like, that dog is going to escape. I, and she almost did once get out past you. I immediately understood. I tackled yeah. her. I tackled her. Yep. It was I dangerous. It. <laughs> it was dangerous. All right. Kazo needs to go out. So we're heading to the door in my household. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that epic road trip is coming. And uh, it takes a really long time for us to do what should be a six-hour drive because we have to stop an awful lot to like let dogs out, to let us out. Mostly us, I'd say. We we stop and pee more than the dogs have to. Yeah, I think we kind of apply the you know if they were in the house they 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 wouldn't have to pee right now. Rule. No, it's true. No, they can make it fine, but it's good for everybody to get out every I mean, couple if we, hours. If we have to unpack the dog, it's like you know clown car, right? I mean, get, it's, loop, yeah, loop, it's loop, crazy. Loop, loop, loop. <laughs> yeah, and like finding good places to stop off the interstate is not always easy. We stopped in some real sketchy, like backs of McDonald's. Last time, remember yeah. that one where we went in case I've got all those burrs, thorny yes. things stuck in there. They, that, that was, was terrible. We got, they like went through our shoes too. Those oh, were really nasty little things. Was that on so, the way back from Florida last time, where we we found that dog on the freeway and you're trying to save it? Yeah, I don't know if that was. That must have been on the way back. We were, I think, it was in South Carolina. Yeah. And we were on 95, and it's like there's a median. But I want to say it's like four or five lanes and then a median and then another four or five lanes. Yeah, it's a wide, me- wide grassy median. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a really wide grass median. And we're going and there's this, I think like a Jack Russell. Yeah, a little bigger. but, but in, that, yeah. Like in the median, right between the five lanes of traffic, totally panicked, just like darting around. And so we like zoom past, it's like 70 miles an hour and see this dog and we both like instantly pull over. And I'm like, I have, I keep a little... Uh, like slip lead in the car exactly for situations like this and run back and trying to catch the dog and the dog like runs out in the middle of the road like literally semis driving past and is like bop like got the horn on and the dog's like bolting all over the place i mean i probably spent 10 minutes running trying to catch that dog yeah i was worried for both of your safeties i mean i was not going to dart out into the road Man. uh <laughs> not far into the road not into traffic but yeah. uh the dog did and eventually crossed the road and uh i could not catch it it was did not want anything to do with me and uh at least ended up in like a wooded area off on the side yeah not on the road which and is not on the a, road a, a bonus yeah but we didn't get that we've we've rescued other dogs that have been much more um less afraid more. yes we have saved many dogs and brought them home yes um but not this one. Not this dog. But Too you bad. did get it out of the median, which is a probably a major bonus. There's no good way to get out of the median. Yeah. No, that's right. Ugh. Indeed. So uh, that's all I got for this week. You got anything? No. Those are road trip. Oh, no. Wait. I do have one more segment that I want to add. Oh, yeah? And I'm going to go first so you can think about your answer. Oh, okay. Right. Did we have que- didn't we have questions from the audience? 
We, we do. I think that'll be too hard to edit here. Okay. Maybe we'll do those next time. All right, all right. All right. Sorry. All right. And go ahead. All right. So coming up on holiday times to share your favorite uh, ridiculous holiday story. And I've got one to share. So if you don't have, if you can't think of one this week, GR Dad, that's okay. You could go next week. But I'm going to share my favorite one. I mean, I don't have a favorite ridiculous one. We had a, um, when I was little and we were in Germany for, for Christmas, you know, the in Germany, let me just digress on this a little bit then. In, yeah. in Germany, the, the traditional thing it was, maybe still is, that you, you know, you have a, a live tree and it's not like a fancy tree like you have here. It's much smaller. It's like a room tree. But you don't decorate it till Christmas Eve, uh, at least traditionally. Yeah. So, um, you know, we would we would leave the everyone in the house except my mom would go out to look for the um, Christkind in the forest. This is Christmas baby Eve. Jesus who yes. apparently flies around in the forest. Yes, and when we come back, the tree would be decorated, the candles would be on, and all the presents would be under the tree. And my mom would be like, "Oh, look at that! It must have." snuck in i didn't i mean i heard something but i didn't see anything and for a while it worked but then you know obviously we got a little bit older and we realized this is just a good excuse for my dad to go out in the forest and my mom to do all the work <laughs> but it was kind of fun you'd go out and you know walk around the dark forest and then come back and you know the older i got the more drinking was involved then we'd stop like at a neighbor's place and and have various alcohols before we Wait, came like back. Wait, like how old were you when you started having the alcohols? Oh, this was Seven? In, no, no, college. This, oh, this oh, is, that's fine. you know, this is when Wait, I would... When did you stop believing that your that someone <laughs> other than your mom was doing it? Because you make them right? sound like they happened about the same time. I skip, well, you know, the more you drink, the more you believe. I skipped a bunch <laughs> of years in the middle there. Um, you know, it wasn't alcohol related before, but then, you know, when I came home for college... Uh, around Christmas, I'd we'd still do the 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 walk in the woods and and go to the neighbors and then have some shots and and then uh, go back home and then we'd continue drinking and my mom would. Would you were in college? Would you still leave your mom at home? So just you and your dad and your brother would go out drinking and your mom would stay home. Yep. Really? <laughs> uh huh. Um, oh I think we were, when we were at the neighbors, sometimes we'd call her and and she'd come join us. Um, <laughs> if she was huh. done with her chores. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and then we'd we'd always read the uh, the part of the New Testament where the angels give tidings of great joy. I think we'd just read the whole Christmas story. Yeah. And then sing some carols, and then we'd all Pass open out. presents. We didn't have like oh. a sequential present opening um, ceremony. Yeah, my family does sequential opening, which you've been through many yeah, times. Yeah, I've, I've done that in America several times, but it's, and it's a little stressful. See, we've always done it that way. I, it's a little I don't stressful. know any other way to do it. Um, we just all would, would, I think, just each give each other presents and then, and then play oh. with them. And it's nice. Thank and you play, uh, Christmas carols on the, on the CD or whatever. It's nice. It was nice. Cause it is Christmas Eve there. You don't wait till Christmas day. You do it in Christmas Eve. Yeah. All right. So Ingo's story is they just abandon their mom and go drinking and then make her stay at home and work. Nice. Good story there, Ingo. She says she wants that. <laughs> All right. Here's mine. Guy that I dated before I met GR Dad. Uh, hmm. I, I don't want to give away too much of his personal information, but uh, his dad was not in the picture. And, uh, and this, you know, not surprisingly 
caused some issues for him, right? His dad was, he grew up without his dad in the picture. And uh, so it was just him and his mom. And we were in our mid 20s when we were together. And one Christmas, we were listening to the radio, and the song I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus came on the radio. And uh, if you, I'm sure you have heard this song because it's on all the time, but the basic premise of the song is that the little kid creeps downstairs and mommy is sitting on Santa's lap and tickling him under his beard and giving him smooches. And he's like, can you imagine if my dad saw mommy kissing Santa Claus? And uh, and the song song. came on, we were in the car and the dude started getting like really angry. And I'm like... I mean, there are Christmas songs that make me angry, too. This was one of them. I'm like, dude, why are you so angry? And he, like, went on this rant about, like, infidelity and how he couldn't believe that, like, the mom would cheat on the dad, like, at Christmas time of all times, and just, like, how it was really traumatizing. And I'm like, dude, the dad is Santa. Like, Santa is the dad. The kid just doesn't know it because the kid thinks it's actual santa but there's not an actual santa in the house it's the dad dressed up as santa Mm. so he was 25 when he learned that i saw mommy kissing santa claus is about mommy kissing daddy dressed up as santa did you do you think he at that point also realized that santa wasn't real that people dress up as Santa. <laughs> uh, I think he knew. He actually did. So, you know, you told your Christmas thing. So my dad bought a Santa suit uh, when I was little. I don't think he... I mean, I stopped believing in Santa very early. Uh, I kind of called BS on that maybe in preschool. <laughs> um, uh, it doesn't scientifically check out. The data yeah, I mean, that's there. basically what it was for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think I broke it to my parents when I was in kindergarten and uh, so you know I didn't have a a lot of believing in Santa time but my dad bought a Santa suit and I had a I'm among the oldest of my many many cousins so he would dress up as Santa and he my dad does a great like Santa voice and uh, he had the whole suit and like black boots and he'd go around to like the family parties and then he'd just like randomly go to neighbors houses I mean, they wouldn't invite him, right? He'd just, they'd be having Christmas parties and he'd show up at their door, like bang, bang, bang. And they'd open the door and like, here's Santa, ho, ho, hoing, like stomping in. I mean, he he actually does a really good Santa, my dad. And uh, and of course, you know, all the neighbors at that point, you know, he, this is after he's gone to all the cousins' houses. And <laughs> so everybody's drunk at like the neighborhood parties at that point. So they think this is like the best thing. They're disappointed um, he isn't like he's not actually stripper Santa. No, no. He's like big old <laughs> Santa suit, like very traditional Santa suit, yeah. good beard. Uh and uh so yeah, so he he would do Santa and then when my cousin or my nieces were little, uh he'd do Santa. So we would go hide in the basement that he'd put like a red light outside. And someone would be like, oh, it's Rudolph. Rudolph's outside. And we'd go, like, hide in the basement and, like, look out. Because uh, their basement, like, looks out into the backyard. Look out. Try to see if we could see Rudolph. And he'd stomp in upstairs pretending to be Santa. And he's got a good Santa voice that doesn't sound like him. And uh, and so eventually they were like, the kids are going to know that it's him, right? The kid, You know, when they're, like, two and four or whatever, they can't really tell. But uh, so they had... This guy, my boyfriend, 
dress up as Santa one year and I was so he got the Santa suit and I'm like how's that gonna go right like dad does his pretty high bar for Santa uh and I gotta say boyfriend did a great job like he also had a really good Santa voice he totally played the part he did a really good job and it like blew the minds of my nieces because they were like they'd kind of figured out that it was my dad but then my dad was there that's great and the boyfriend who they didn't know yeah it was like random dude uh was doing Santa Bought so them like three more years of probably <laughs> believing in Santa, Santa. yeah <laughs> being, yep. du- so, uh, being doubtful at least yeah so I think he got it uh I, I was not worried that he actually believed in Santa but uh he didn't get yeah. that song <laughs> that song I you know I think it's one of those things where he probably was pissed off about it as a kid and stopped uh, listening yeah and just like it's stuck right yeah and he like never paid attention because as a kid you wouldn't think like whether you believe in santa or not you wouldn't be like oh that's the mom and the dad like making out like <laughs> role playing maybe like it's a little disturbing role playing about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right i just like to put out there that um the christmas episode of my dad wrote a porno is out there Ugh. now it came Ugh. out this week this and, is uh, not a good direction to go in. <laughs> it's it's just relevant to this story is all I'm going to oh. say. Uh, we're not going to talk about it any more than that. In any case, if you're a little kid, you wouldn't think like, oh, Santa is dad and mom is kissing dad. Dad's dressed up as Santa. You'd just go like, oh, Santa's like putting the moves on my mom, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I think, anyway, yeah. it was a big, big revelation to him when I explained that santa is the dad was the next discussion about the you know how come the reindeers ran over grandma because you know isn't that irresponsible and wasn't she wearing a vest or something to high visibility i mean at least in that song like the reindeer did actually run over it's grandma. not metaphorical no she actually no. got run over yeah. i think or maybe it's a metaphor that i've missed all my life and it's a pickup truck or something but i mean i would have too but no <laughs> uh no because they found hoof prints on her like i'm pretty sure like <laughs> Grandma did actually get run over by a reindeer, and Mommy did kiss Santa Claus, but Santa Claus was dead. It's not real. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. Actually, no. For any of you who had not figured that out about Mommy and Santa Claus, you're welcome. Um, now you can talk about it with others. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I was today years old when I found out. <laughs> you know what? I, I do have one of those things that's totally un-Christmas related, but one of those things where I'm like, oh crap, I was today's years old when I figured this thing out that I should have known my whole life is that scissors have like a place for your two fingers and a place for your thumb, and it's not the same place. Like I didn't understand that like the two fingers went in the big hole and the thumb went in the small hole until I was about 35. Wait a minute. So you you don't understand they're left-handed scissors? I, I do understand, but like when you're a kid, left-handed scissors, like they just have two holes that are the same size oh when you're a kid yeah, yeah like when you're little right so i knew there were left-handed scissors those are the ones with the green handles but it i think it's like that the cutting edge is like on the inside versus the outside or something no the, on the, the little ones it's not that oh, the, the little ones maybe yeah I, I think on the little ones it doesn't matter if the holes are the same size it doesn't matter it is the ones that are tailored right yeah but i mean i think so i knew there were left-handed scissors but i remember as a kid using the trying the left-handed scissors and they didn't cut as well but it wasn't because of the finger holes the finger holes were the same they were two exact same size hmm. I think it was like, you know, which way the blades faced. Maybe you had it upside down because they're left-handed scissors. Well, whatever. I mean, <laughs> the holes were the same size is the point. And so as an adult, when I used scissors that had the big hole and the little hole, I would use them both ways. 
And I'd be like, sometimes the scissors are easy to use and sometimes the scissors are hard to use. This is very confusing. And then at one point, yeah, I was like 35 and I was like, oh, I am an idiot. And uh, I I was at home like visiting my parents because I did not live at home at that point. And I was like, I seriously can't believe I just figured this out. And my dad's like, I figured that out like a year ago. A year ago, that's great. So I was not taught. Apparently, my mom knew the whole time, but she kept it from me and my dad, and so we both were just using the scissors upside down and right side up. And I think there's some secret, there was secret a club where you get caught and taught that, and you weren't in that club. I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, if you stop and think about it, it makes perfect sense. The big hole is there for the two fingers, but I just never thought about it. And uh, I think it's better that. if someone tells mm-hmm. you. It is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in your. So sewing experience or whatever it could have come up yeah i mean i do like i sewed clothes and stuff for myself and there the scissors are super important and i still didn't do it right so you know no judgment on figuring stuff out as an adult yes fair enough exactly it makes life more exciting all right do you have a german word of the week for us the german word for the week is shitstorm (laughs) because it is now a german word and and Angela Merkel said it recently. She, she did. Said, Boy, was that a shit storm? Did, or did she that say it on shit storm? Yeah, in one of her speeches, she said shit storm, and all the English-speaking media jumped on it and were like, "Oh, dirty word!" And she's like, "No, this is what it means in Germany. This means exactly an internet uh, confable, um, you know, internet criticism storm." And the Germans, who, who have a word for everything, don't have a word for that, so they just use shit storm. That's interesting. So, so using like a sentence they, of Deutsch. Um, die Benzinsteuer, die, der Vorschlag, eine Benzinsteuer einzuführen, hat, ein, hat zu einem Shitstorm geführt, der die Kanzlerin uh, bedroht. Okay, that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of how she used it. I, I can't remember what her what her context was, but it was it was something like that, where she was like talking about, you know, boy, I unleashed a shitstorm inadvertently. That's awesome. Yeah. So so sometimes the Germans don't have a word for everything, and they do borrow words. Um, I mean, they've been doing it a long time for from France and from well, a lot of French. Yeah. But they haven't done it from, from English very much because it's younger, I guess. I don't know. That's awesome. But there you go. So, All right, everybody, now know a German word, and it will be <laughs> yeah. easy to remember. Shitstorm. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Bach in Gesicht, which you may have to memorize. Shitstorm. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Doesn't mean exactly what it is in English, so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to our very ranty, rambly first recorded in two locations episode of the podcast. Epic, epic. Oh, we have a sponsor. Oh, thank you. Thank you to the lawyer. Uh, <laughs> yes, we have a sponsor for the podcast. It is Audible and they have audiobooks. And if you go to audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio, you get a free book if you sign up and you help the podcast. And it's awesome. Um, and sort of on a vaguely related note, because it includes our merch, this afternoon uh, I was like, I had a little bit of free time. And so I made the golden ratio Christmas gift guide for pets. And uh, it's like 10 things to get for pets or people who have them. That I just basically came up with while I was sitting there. It's like our favorite, our big giant bowl is on there, like our big giant water bowl, if you've seen it on the snaps, and our favorite T-Rex. brushes and some dog books. and. Uh, is T-Rex on there? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's like number nine is T-Rex, the Squishables. Excellent. So, uh, yeah. So if you go to us on Twitter 
and uh, and look around from December 7th, you will find the Golden Ratio gift list in the little thread. And uh, I, I mention it in this context because I linked to our list of favorite books, which we have in a moment on Twitter, and there's audiobook versions of all those. So if you want any of the books that I recommended like a year ago when I was doing book suggestions, you'll find them in our moment. And you can get a lot of them on audiobooks at audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio and you can support the podcast. Excellent. Thank you for reminding me because I always forget that. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So next time we record our podcast, it's going to be from the tropical lands of the Florida Keys. Maybe we'll record it at like Blue Heaven with a band in the background and some cocktails and give you the full, oh. full Key West vibe. That seems like a lot of work while we're there. Uh. Oh my gosh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. (laughs) So uh, enjoy the cold in the meantime, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.